0: Alan Chewes is the book critic for NPR's All Things Considered. He's also a novelist and a writer. His latest novel is To Catch the Lightning. His latest book is a collection of travel essays called A Trance After Breakfast. Thank you for speaking with me, Alan.
1: Again, a great pleasure, Rick.
0: Alan, let's start in the near future today Mm -hmm. with a book called The Bell Ringers by Henry Porter. Um, My thought about this book was that it reminded me of if you remember that old uh, British TV series, uh, *The Prisoner*. Uh,
1: I don't know, and I'm afraid. Uh,
0: it's a. It starred Patrick McGuin. He was an ex-spy who had mm-hmm. been. Um, if you remember uh, secret agent man, the yes. secret agent man had been retired and put out to pasture in this kind of idyllic village where there were all these kind of weird floating balloons that would chase people around and wow. everybody was names were taken away and they were given numbers
2: mm-hmm.
0: um this uh the bell ringers uh has a portrait of the u k where the um entire island of Britain has become like the village mm-hmm. uh, a a very uh surreal and and also um rather frightening uh, portrait of what can be done with laws that are already on the books
1: yes it's uh i i see this as a, uh, as a serious response to uh, 1984 actually um mm-hmm. uh, or you might even add brave new world to it <laughs> uh, the as you say uh, the the surveillance level in england is very high and uh, this takes it uh, to the nth degree as a, uh, a rather uh, nasty group of industrialists and media moguls uh, work with a, a, an insidiously uh, tyrannical prime minister to basically to take over England. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I have nothing in my private life that... uh the police song and you know that stalker oh uh, every, every move, move you make every move you make <laughs> <laughs> every breath you take that that should be playing in your head as you read the bell ringers um it's it's really intense and very very well done um i mean there isn't one uh, a book that we're talking about today that isn't really uh you know beautifully narrated
0: yeah, yeah. One of the things that I think is interesting that in the the crop of books we're talking about today is that they're all being though they're all being marketed, and, and to a certain extent, are they are they are all thrilling. I think they all have a, a degree of literary merit that that's that's pretty uh, exciting to read. That makes the the thrill the thrills more exciting as well. Yeah, I, I think
1: you know if we talk about the the books in translation first, uh, mm-hmm. Joe Nesbo's uh,
0: The Devil Star. Devil
1: Star and uh
0: Henning Mankel the man from Beijing My,
1: Mankel's uh, man from Beijing, right so we got one of them translated from the Norwegian, the former translated from the Norwegian, the latter translated from the Swedish uh, hard a little bit hard to tell about the style uh, mm-hmm. but and and I tell you if you put them against you know the 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 uh, leading uh, bestseller from uh, Scandinavia, you know the girl who series
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the girl with the you know with a dragon tattoo and the, the two successors to that in this mm-hmm. series actually the, the third one in this trilogy is about to come out in May I believe mm-hmm. uh, you know that that's kind of my uh, you know my my gold standard for uh, intense uh, narration uh, that seems really authentic coming out of a, coming out of a, uh, the culture um mm-hmm. uh, the, you know Mankell uh, ranges far and wide in this in fact goes to China for this one mm-hmm. uh so you get you know frozen tundra and <laughs> north of nor- uh, Sweden and 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 a trip to China it it seemed to me it went a little bit too far and wide to to be considered you know a great uh novel of its kind uh Nesbo's book uh, also focuses intensely on on a uh, situation that turns it, it, it's what you call a MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a MacGuffin at the heart of this uh, novel about a serial killer, um, and that you know I've it, it kind of came out a kind of light at the end of it for me, a little lightweight because of that. Um,
0: Well, I think Nesbo's book, uh, one of the things that that I thought was that it made me want to go back and read the first two because there's Mm -hmm. – I I think that – and and in fact – I would suggest that readers, seriously, who are interested, in, think they're interested in the Devil Star, go back to the Red Breast and Nemesis mm-hmm. because there's such so much setup here. Yeah, a- and the guy has a. I think uh, Nesbo has a very interesting style. It's it's uh, digressive and discursive, not
1: yeah for, yeah. for
0: a thriller writer,
1: right? I, I mean, and and Mankel does in this the mm-hmm. same thing in this book. Uh, so it seemed to dilute some of the tension for me a bit, um, and I hate to. I don't want to give anything away, but there is a, uh, a, a a shot that somebody takes with a rifle through a restaurant window at the end of the Mankell that I thought was a bit far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of saved the, I don't know how you say ass in Swedish, but <laughs> saved the, the book's ass. Uh, so, um, you know, the, these two are fascinating, they're interesting, uh, but... Um, and and my friends who read Sweeters say, uh, you know, the girl who books are not written particularly well, but uh, you know, they're to me they're they're a bit more exciting than than these two, although, you know, certainly worth reading.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he's. What I like about these two books is they they have a very, uh, I think, dense uh, texture to them that mm-hmm. that they're they're very complicated. Yes, and uh, they also too both of them go you know. Um, involve history, I think that, and I think that's an interesting way to structure uh, a current-day novel. Is to you know have it reach back into history. It gives it, I think, a little more uh, depth or, or mm-hmm. richness. It's, I guess that's a, that what I like is that they're they're both kind of rich and that they kind of uh, reach back a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, that's true, and it's unusual for uh, for thrillers that probably you know don't usually go back to uh, beyond beyond the Cold War. Mm um but now this uh, talking about history uh, once a uh, once a spy has mm-hmm. got a, a, lo- a lot of a lot of history involved in it uh, at least personal history the protagonist is uh is a former spy mm-hmm. uh a guy named Drummond who is uh, Drummond Clark, who's suffering from Alzheimer's so goes in and out of <laughs> dementia as he's trying to save himself and his son from uh being offed by uh members of his own uh, uh special operations unit
2: because mm-hmm.
1: he knows too much and they're afraid he's going to blab uh, to someone as he comes it goes in and out of his dementia um you know and when I started reading it I've, there's kind of a somewhat of an air of improbability about it but it really pulled me in after about 20 or 30 pages um uh, but finally, it's you know it's a kind of it, it's lighter weight than some of the others that we're talking about today. It, it it reads more like a movie on the page, which is you know fine. And I mm-hmm. read it all the way through, and I w- wanted to see what was going to happen, which is very important in a book like this. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it seemed more uh, movieish than uh, than some of the others.
0: I, I would agree, and I think part of that is I think I, and I. I uh, is one of the aspects I actually kind of really liked about it. I thought the dialogue was really snappy and very funny. I, mm-hmm. I thought this this book made me laugh out loud a lot when I was reading it, mm-hmm. and, and I really liked the uh, uh, his son, the the
1: the yes, you know, who goes from uh, horse player to pretty savvy, canny special operative <laughs> before the end of the end of the book.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, one of the things that was interesting, I talked to the author of this book, oh. and he told me that the the genesis of this book was that uh, uh, his ex's ex mm-hmm. was at dinner with uh, Thanksgiving dinner with a, a father and, and who had traveled the world as an IBM executive, mm-hmm. and the son, and the son was very, well, suave, and the father was kind of a yahoo, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the dinner, and the father was getting on in years, and in the middle of the dinner, the father all of a sudden started talking in German, <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks around him and realizes that nobody uh, around him understands him. Then he starts talking in French, and these are two things he had never done, and uh-huh. slowly the the ex and uh, her boyfriend, who is the... the Son of this guy figured out that he had had a, actually had had a second life. Mm-hmm. So this this is this book is not uh, necessarily so fictional as we might uh, hope it would be, and uh-huh. and we would also kind of wonder what is happening with the the people who spent their lives you know in service to this country.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I, I no, I that's certainly a it, it's an engaging premise, but mm-hmm. the you know the body count <laughs> got <laughs> yeah. a little too high for me to really uh believe it.
0: No, no, I, yeah, it it does it does actually read like a movie and I would heck I'd like to see it as a movie for that But matter. you
1: know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, meeting people at dinner parties. I was at a dinner party on Sunday night mm-hmm. here in Washington and uh was talking to this extremely uh civilized and erudite man who um uh, who who talked a lot about his mountain climbing uh life. And um, he, he had worked in uh, in what he called uh, crisis resolution, and <laughs> um, but uh, and not for any organization, but just as a sort of hired gun. And I was listening, and I thought it was a fascinating life. And, <laughs> and at the, when we got home, my wife said to me, how did you like talking about spy? You read so many spy novels. And I thought, oh, my God. You're right. It never occurred to me that that's what he did for a living. And then, of course. So, you know, I read, you know, dozens, hundreds of spy novels, and, and, and I couldn't know one when I met one. <laughs> <laughs> Joke was on me. Uh, and my wife, who can't bear to read things like that, you know, got the guy immediately.
0: Really? Now that's <laughs> That's very interesting, and well, that takes us back to the bell ringers, where you kind of, uh, where they're all around you, and yes. maybe you don't know it.
1: Right, right. Actually, I do. I I know some people who've worked for certain agencies, but uh, you know that they were friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if I'd met them, didn't know them, met them at a party, and they gave me their their uh, you know their legends. I I probably would have accepted them at face value.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, my my knowledge of people like that is is uh, on the on the database side. You know, people who who were, uh trying to figure out how to calculate the kill counts for potential space-based lasers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. You think, oh my God, this guy just always seemed like a Yahoo wannabe rock star. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. right.
1: Can... But uh, you know the 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 level of of uh production of these thrillers i think it's very very high these days yeah
0: yeah i, I think we're we're and, and um without sacrificing uh the page turning readability and accessibility as mm-hmm. well mhm and I think that anybody who's looking for something that's going to be fairly satisfying to read and uh, very exciting could do a lot worse than to pick up any of these books. Yeah, I
1: mean, you can—and and, and from this list, you can prepare yourself for your next couple of airplane trips, and you, know, mm-hmm. so you don't have to buy the—you the, the you know, it's usually the drivel they have up front at the airport bookstores.
0: Uh, right. Now— um a, a, and one hopes that I, I think um, any one of these would make an, a, 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 a decent movie, and especially I think The Bell Ringers and Once a Spy. As mm-hmm. you said, Once a Spy does really read like in many ways like a like a movie on the page, and that mm-hmm. has its benefits and weights. I've been speaking with Alan Chewes. He's the critic for NPR's All Things Considered. We spoke about Once a Spy by Keith Thompson, The Bell Ringers by Henry Porter, the Devil's Star by Joe Nesbo and The Man from Beijing by Henry Mankell. Thank you for speaking with me, Alan.
1: My pleasure, Rick.